Hello and welcome to the Behind the Headlines podcast, brought to you by Bristol's independent media, Bristol 24-7. My name is Betty Woolerton and each week we bring you compelling and fascinating conversations from people all over our amazing city, delving behind the headlines of Bristol's news, culture and more. Over the last year, a programme has been working with young people across Bristol to support them to pursue an opportunity based on their passion. The first year of the Grassroot Activators Programme, or GAP, is now coming to an end, but it will be starting up again in September. I'm Charlie Watt, Bristol 24-7's Community Reporters Editor, and in this edition of the podcast, I speak to some of the young people who have taken part in GAP. But first, I speak to Ben Carpenter, the founder and CEO of Grassroot Communities, to find out why the programme is needed in the city. I can tell you that it is absolutely amazing and more young people in the city should hear about it. And once they hear about it, they hear young people talking about it, they start to get a bit more of an understanding about how it can positively impact on their lives. So it's like um, like a college programme in some ways. It's um, term time only over an academic year, two days a week, purposely two days a week. So it's open for anyone. It doesn't matter if you're signing on, you're on benefits, whatever single parent hopefully you could work around it or you could do another course if you wanted to um and yeah just to give you a bit more of a kind of idea of the structure of the program term one you do six sessions on youth work six sessions on community development six sessions on leadership and then in turn two you say all that learning and then you put it into action in small groups of young people you go into communities you consult on what the needs are and then you deliver a social action project and it just keeps coming. So term three, you do um, an entrepreneurship module, which is basically learning how to set up a business. You do a work placement that's based on your passion. And this is key to the whole thing. Um, and then in term four, we'll take all that learning again with a small budget this time. And you'll be in different groups of young people and you'll go and deliver a social enterprise, which has to have a social or an environmental purpose and makes money. <laughs> and they've done it this year. I mean, I won't go into what they've done this year. They, they can talk about that. Um, and then turn five, it keeps coming again. Um, now this stuff is all around nature, connection and well-being. So you've got one module, six sessions, which is all around bushcraft, nature connection. And then they have to go off and survive in a while with nothing else but those skills. And I mean in nothing else, those skills. This year, we can tell you about it. Let's just say they were skinning things and eating them. Um, and then there's the um, then there's the community food growing and cooking module, and they developed the edible landscape this year um, up in Knoll West. And then the final module in term five is the wellbeing module. So it's all stuff around um, mental health, positive activities. There is music and movement. There is um, stuff around um, yoga and meditation. And then the final term was meant to be an environmental action project with all the young people coming together to do something that makes a difference to um, the environment. But that's changed. Based on young people, when we've spoken to them, and the situation that we're in delivering the programme as well, we want to share their stories and amplify the impact these actually made on them, because that's what really matters. So they come up with a name with the final module in What's the Gap? And now they're going out and they're presenting at events, they're going to um, jobs fairs, they're 
talking to young people, they're talking to journalists, like your good self, mate. Um, and they're spreading the word. Because the thing is, you know, when you hear what they say, it has made a huge impact on them. And it could do that for others. I mean, and the big key thing to all of this, at the end of the programme, yeah, there's loads of errors in learning. All skills for life, really. But the big point is that the young people are supported to create and realise an opportunity based on their passion. What they really want to do. Along that whole way, they're supported as well with a youth work mentor and a business mentor. And both of those people throughout the whole year support the young people to create that opportunity. By the end of it, that's all that matters, is that they realise these things. And they chat to a couple of young people today, and I'll tell you what they realised. And it works. So we need more people to come along and enjoy the experience and get what they want to get out of their life. And if that happens, then and that's, that's what we're aiming for. For sure. And it's great that there's so many different elements to it because this is the first year that you've done uh, the programme, isn't it? So I wondered why was it that you wanted to offer it really to young people? We have spent, right, the last four to five years chatting to local people around, mostly around South Bristol, granted, delivering youth and community-led projects about the things that are matter to them and are needed. So the whole thing's come through consultation. None of those elements are just like plucked out of the sky. It's based on what people said they wanted to support them. So we've now put all this together. I mean, there's an added element as well that some of the young people, actually one of the young people is here today, Catherine, I'd worked with her since she was probably about eight years old. She built a roundhouse up in Norland to you at eight and on and off for many years. And she'd come up to me when she was 16 and said, Ben, I want to be a youth worker. I'd like, all right, go look at some courses, let me know how you get on and I'll help you in whatever way I can. She'd come back, she said at the time, she goes, there ain't any courses. I was like, what? So I've done a level two, level three, and done a degree later on in life. And I was just like, how's that going to work? And alongside gaining all this knowledge from delivering loads of youth and community-led projects for five years, I was like, how can they develop something as openly so people realising their passions at the end of a programme that isn't specific to just youth work or something like that? It's open for everyone. And then that suddenly come to become part of the whole kind of shape in the programme. So I know, for example, that Catherine and a few others wanted to become youth workers. At the end of this programme, they're going to have so many practical and creative session ideas, activities, um, discussion points that they can utilise face-to-face in youth centres, in schools, um, in various other different places. Don't, you don't necessarily learn in, in some other courses, but this isn't to say this is instead of other courses, this is alongside. Mm. So like, I'll give you an example. If you're a carpenter, you go and do a course, don't you? You might go and do that course at Cedar Bristol College, Ashley Down, where I done mine. And then you go on site and you're like, I got a clue what I'm doing. Because you learn practically by doing that. So this is like, they learn practically, learn to different things. And then they go into those projects and youth, youth clubs and the rest of it. And they have these sessions. Um, like I said, it's not just for, for people who want to work face-to-face with um, young people and that. Some of the outcomes of this group, someone's just got an opportunity as um, uh, trainee chefs. Someone's getting signed up into the REF. Um, someone else has got a psychology degree. You know, there's a number of people who want to work face-to-face with people with youth and community. So people have got opportunities in that. And the list goes on. 
the point is the whole program is open to creating opportunities based on the needs of young people. Yeah, and that's great that it's leading to so many more opportunities on the back of it as well. Because I wanted to ask you, Ben, about this celebration evening. What can you tell me about that? So on the 20th of July, from 6 till 9, uh, um, the station, Creative Youth Network's the station in time, Silver Street, I think it is, we're going to be altering a celebration evening. Well, the young people that have done Gap are going to be showcasing the things that matter to them, telling their stories about the impact of the programme on them. Like at this stage, there's some young people that have now already finished Gap because they've already got the job that they want. You know, someone's got a job now in Iron Apple, someone else has um, got a job where they're getting paid more than what they ever have been before. And people have already moved on. And that's the whole point. This isn't set in stone. It needs to be flexible to what actually matters to those young people. So the people that are still around now, they're going to share their stories. And people will be able to see then the impact this program can have and could have on more people. Um, but I think to see that with your own eyes is the big thing. I suppose it, it wasn't an open event, um, but I'm starting to think because so many people are on holiday. I just forgot the thing that a lot of people go on holiday, don't they, before, the week before the school holidays. Um, so we might make it an open event. But um, yeah, it's about showcasing the impact on the young people and here and then talk about the differences made to them. And they're all going to have showrooms as well that are basically where they've been filmed doing various different things throughout the year that they will they'll be shown on the line, which will you know, visually just showcase exactly what they've been up to. That'd be brilliant, and that will showcase all the successes, wouldn't it? Um, with this being the first year you've done it, have you encountered any challenges along the way? I mean, there's always challenges in everything you do, isn't there? I mean, there's, there's loads of learning. To be honest with you, in, in some ways, you need to wait until we get to the end of the programme to be able to let the dust settle, to be able to take a deep breath. We don't get to do much deep breathing, can I on to the next one? To reflect on it and to see what could be improved. Um, you, I mean, we always, we talk to the young people and we reflect after each module, after each term, sorry, and get their feedback so we can make changes um, and improve things. We talk to staff as well about what could be improved. Um, and it's about bringing that all together at the end of the year and making those changes. I guess the big thing is, is to turn around to this is like, it finishes at the end of July and then we need to be ready to roll in September and suddenly like getting other young people um, like lined up to do it, which is, is difficult because of the, the time scales. So yeah, I guess the big thing is if you're a 16 to 30 year old and you want to realize an opportunity based on your passion, get in touch because the opportunity is there um, and it'd be great to talk that through with people that are interested. So people that have done the program this year, been from Southmead, Northwest, uh, all over the show, um, there's been quite a few from South Bristol because that's where I'm from and I work all the time. Like, um, but there's been others from across the city. Um, and that's our point. It's for any everyday young person. And a lot of people when they hear a younger person, they think, ah, 16-year-old, 17-year-old. This is for 16 to 30-year-olds. We had a 30-year-old, we had many like mid-20-year-olds in the programme as well. And the thing with that, the beauty of that is having people at different ages these different backgrounds coming together amplifies different people's lived experiences and it, that, that's been one of the real gold moments of the whole thing is that people, you know, getting to know people from different backgrounds 
and learning from each other. So if you're sat in your office at this point and thinking, I hate this bloody dog, and you've got a passion, whatever that is, you can make these things happen and actually Gap might be that bit of support. So get in touch. For sure. And so, yeah, you, the programme will be starting back up again in September. September, yeah. And where do you hope the programme will be, say, five, ten years' time? Bloody hell, Charlie. What do you hope the long-term <laughs> impact... I, I, I hope that I can manage to do it next year. I'm not too sure I can see much further than that. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm not a summit seeker. I'm a youth and community worker. I do it because I had challenges myself growing up, and I get a kick myself at making a difference to other people. It's as simple as that. I've seen that this programme works. I know things could be improved. Um, and I know it could it could support and, um, other people in, in other places. Hopefully we, um, we're going to be getting two young leaders from this programme to become apprentices for us next year. They'll support the delivery of this programme and hopefully one day they'll be delivering the programme. If, if it ends up um, being amplified more than that and we can support other communities or other communities can use this model longer term to benefit other young people from everyday communities, that'd be great. But, you know, my real passion is Bristol, and that's where I want to put my end of all. Well, thanks, Ben. Great to chat. Looking forward to chatting to the young people now. Amazing. Yeah, no. Cheers. The first young person I speak to is Catherine, a 19-year-old participant on GAP. So I've known Ben for 10 years, and so when he started creating GAP, I kind of was following along journeys and the outlines from the outskirts while I was in college. I then left college and the programme was about to start and so Ben was like, you know what, you're coming with us, you're going to do it. And I just kind of went, yeah, all right, and went along with it. And what is it you've enjoyed about doing the course? It's my personal growth, I mean, confidence-wise, skill-wise, and also getting to see everyone else grow within themselves. Because I didn't know anyone before we started, but once I met them all at the start and seeing them now, you can definitely see a massive difference and it's all for the better. So it's just amazing. That's great to hear that it's had such a positive impact. Yeah. And um, what's next for you now the course is coming to an end? For me, um, there is potential for me to do an apprenticeship with the course with grassroots communities, which um, I'm looking into, um, but just kind of carrying on working at Harkness Club for Young People and seeing where life takes me, really. For sure. And why was it you wanted to get involved with it? Uh, because I've always thrown myself into every opportunity that I can get, and being from Birmingham, it's an area that's quite deprived of opportunity, so... I was just raised of if something's at your ha in your hands, you take it. And it was right there and it sounded amazing at the start and it's been amazing all through and definitely worth it. Yeah, it does sound really amazing, doesn't it? Yeah. All right, thanks for your time, Catherine. No problem. Next, I speak to Brandon, who's 20 and from Norwest. Because uh, how I got involved was, was uh, how does. It was like a leap of faith, like I feel like it was meant to happen. So um, I was in trouble and then I need to go to a job fair to just do something. So I must have went with my sister and her boyfriend at the time. And then I went there and I didn't really like nothing. And then I must have saw this guy sitting by himself in it, Ben, who's um, 
the owner, leader of Gak, innit? So I must have swung by himself. So I was speaking to him because I was like, oh, to just fill out time. And I felt a bit sorry that they always came up to him. So I was speaking to him and he's telling me about Gak and that. And then the people I came with was very excited about it. And me, I wasn't really that excited. I was just like, I'm, I'm probably not going to do it. Da, 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 da. And then, yeah, I remember one day, um, Ben kept ringing me to, to apply for the, for Gap, innit? So I was like, let me just do it to just shut him up, innit? Like, uh, I don't like people ringing off my phone, so let me just do it to shut him up. So I applied for it, whatever, yeah. And then the day came to go and Gap, innit? And then my sister was ringing off my phone saying, you better go, you better go. I was like, I'm not going, I'm not going, I can't be bothered now, I'm not going. And then she was like, oh, just go, just go. So I was like, whatever, I'm going to go in there. But I'm going to tell her I don't like it, yeah? That's the plan. I'm going to turn up and say I don't like it. And then I did it, and then I kind of enjoyed it. So I was like, you know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to tell her I don't like it, yeah? Tomorrow, I'm going to say I don't like it. But then tomorrow came, and I was like, oh, I kind of like it. But I was like, next week, I'm going to tell her I don't like it, yeah? Because then at least I gave her a week. And then the next week came, and I enjoyed it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then... Tomorrow came, I was like, you know what, I like it. So I was like, let me give it a month. And if I don't like it at the end of the month, I'll tell her that. I did a month, da 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 da. And then a the month came and I kind of enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, I guess I enjoyed it, so I can't tell her I didn't enjoy it. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's so great too. And you did end up liking it, yeah. like your hesitation yeah. to begin with. So, what sort of skills would you say you've gained from taking um, it in? Confidence, like confidence, like, and realizing that the way I speak to people because I'm very blunt and I'm very rude and I realized it got me life skills to talk to people in it because it made me realize the way you talk to people was how you get opportunities and it's um, also made me realize that there's people out there that want the best for people and yeah and it's taught me life skills like even though I'm never ever ever gonna be in this situation was taught me life skills like if I was ever lost in the forest how to look after myself and things like that even though I don't ever plan on being in the forest by myself but you never know do you what I know I won't <laughs> you never know um so why would you recommend um other young people um oh, in it because there's a lot of kids out there like me that knows what they want to do in life but doesn't know how to get there and they're very stubborn and think oh I don't want to do nothing like that. So I would tell them, just do it. It's an opportunity that you're never, ever really going to get. And from doing this, it's given me so much opportunities and so much um, things that I've always dreamed of doing. Does that make sense? So, yeah, I'll just... The kids that have egos and feel like people are going to judge them if they do it, I think they're the type of people that should be on this course because, yeah, they'll learn a lot. For sure. Lots of opportunities. And what's next for you following the completion? Um, hopefully an apprenticeship with Gap or a job because I want to be the I want to be the the person that kids like me never had. Does that make sense? Yeah. So hopefully I get an opportunity where I can be that from Gap. Oh well that's good to hear and good luck with it all. Thank you for your time. Finally, I sat down with Theo, who's nineteen and from Southmead. So originally, um, I was on the way from a music production course, like with CYN coming home. And I usually go to this youth club in Southmead, um, Southmead Adventure Playground. And the guy who runs it, Will Dorney, he rings me up and he goes, oh Theo, there's someone here to see you. And I'm like, 
okay, that's so interesting. I wasn't expecting this. Because all he's talking about is like, what's all gap? He wants to like get you involved. Like, I'm like, okay. And back then, I was one of those people that I would kind of like listen to opportunities and not do them. Do you get what I mean? Like, I never really pushed myself. So I went in with the mentality that I was just listening to what Ben said and I'll just go in. Oh, I'll, I'll consider it, but I cannot do it. And um, so I went in and I think it must have been a 45 minute convo where I was sat down. I was eager to just go play pool, you know, my usual youth stuff. I was just like, oh, I'm worried. But I, I listened to it and I finally thought that I, I'm doing this 100%. Like, I, like this is 100% going to do, like, I'm doing this. I, I, I'm not going to skip another opportunity in my life. So I did that, joined the chorus, was really nervous to meet everyone. These jumps straight into wave, which was like quite a big third change, you know. Not knowing anyone, goes straight into like getting to know everyone, going on a trip. And um, straight away I was making friends, finding new people and yeah, so I was doing a better with the chorus than I thought. There you go, and that's really good to hear that you've taken that opportunity on. So what skills would you say you've got out of taking part in the programme? Increased confidence, increased resilience, um, better problem solving, better teamwork. I still don't really like teamwork, but I've become better at it. Um, it it's hard to like name every single skill, but I've got a lot of skills from this, obviously, but they, those are the four main ones, I would say. Great. And um, what would be your favourite part of the program if you ha could name one that is difficult um i'll tell you what my least favorite part was um my, my favorite part right now is either this module that we're doing now or um, we did a module where we set up an event in the area we had a budget of 200 pounds so we set up a mental health event in south Beat called mind your business like your mind is your business yeah and we had around 50 people attend uh, we raised some money for charities, and that was really fun, setting that up, um, having a few problems with being our team and still being able to work through it and, you know, yeah, that got a really good event, so. It sounds like it was a really good event, yeah, with a good turnout and money raised at the same time. So what is next for you, Theo, following the completion? Um, August-wise, I will be heading off to Surrey to start studying a psychology degree at the oh, University really? of Surrey, so. Well done. Yeah, I that I was adamant on that even before starting this course. Um, I was writing my own personal statement and everything when I started this course. And some of the stuff that this course has actually allowed me to do has actually offered... So, one of the unis I've applied to has actually offered me deferred entry. So I applied for a foundation year. They said, your, your application is really strong. We want to take them on a normal year because of the stuff that I've actually got done with this course. So yeah, I'll be going to study psychology for five years full but um yeah that's really good to hear and good luck with the degree thank you good on you is there anything else you want to say at all um i don't know who this would be shared with but if any young people are listening um you might as well give gap a go um if you are in the mindset of uh can't be bothered or uh i don't think it's for me i had the exact same feelings i've done it it is for me i can now be bothered um just give it a go. The, the support you get here from Judy and Ben is absolutely amazing. So, yeah. Well said. All right for you. Thanks so much for your time. It's all right. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Bristol 24-7 Behind the Headlines podcast. I've been Betty Woolerton, 
And if you do want to support independent journalism in Bristol, please do consider becoming a member for just £5 a month or £45 a year by heading to our website, which is bristol247.com. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode.